Welcome, guys, to another episode of the Special Friends Podcast. I'm your boy, Woozy, and I'm here with... Allie B. What's up, y'all? And we're back with another episode. Sorry we took a week off. Not really sorry, but no. we took a week off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be done. Allie is uh, in work mode. I'm also heavily in work mode, so mm-hmm. a week was needed. I, you know, I'm just I'm just bad at being like a PR, sending out a little message. Like, I just, yeah. I was like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, we'll just get you next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should have did something, but I thought about it. I was as I was thinking about it, I'm like, I don't even know what to do. Do I just post a video? I just post on Instagram. Uh, nobody asked. Nobody yeah. asked me anything. Yeah, I so know, right? I think y'all be all right. Yeah, we're <laughs> good. Yeah, I know one person. CJ asked. He's like, what happened? I'm like, oh, I let them on red. I said, sorry, bro. I don't got. I don't got reason like for you. I just don't. I, was, I, I hate explaining myself. Yeah. I gotta explain myself. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know why I do the things that I do, CJ. <laughs> yeah, you nah. know. It's... But we're back with another episode. It's Saturday. As you can see, it's light outside. Mm-hmm. No dark vibes today. What did they, what did they say? Um, uh, bright eyed and what does it say? Bushy tailed. Yeah, bright eyed and bushy tailed. Bushy tailed. weak. But yeah, I wanted to, you know, we, me and Allie took a break. Um, I don't know if she wants to share how busy she is, but I know basically we kind of have some schedule changes. Um, I'm going to be back posting the Creative Balance show and whatnot and also helping record some new shows. So definitely going to be a lot more busy coming up. So I got to make sure that I... um, plan accordingly and I've, that's what I've been doing for the last couple of weeks is sitting down making a comprehensive schedule that can get the work done <laughs> pretty much yes. so that's why I need that's at least that's why I personally needed to break plus my girlfriend's in town or my girlfriend comes in town more often so also had to rearrange my schedule to figure out how the hell we will make that work <laughs> yes. yes we love having Alexis in town yeah no 100% um but yeah, yeah, it's just like fall times here, new semester, a lot more classes to teach, a lot more students to support, a lot more places to be. So I'm glad we're recording on weekends right now because it feels just like I said earlier, bright eyed and bushy tailed, just having the whole week is over instead of like, you know, still moving through the week. <laughs> um, it's a different energy. And yeah. we get the daylight. We get to have the sun. Pretty much. I mean, the sun is definitely always a big positive. But also, I think, like you said, the the weight of the week, the weight of the day mm-hmm. is not there. Because, you mm-hmm. know, you you go to work and it's like, I got to turn it on. <laughs> At least today I don't feel like I got to turn it on. Like, I got to turn it on, y'all. You know? You know, get really into more. It get, I feel like doing it during the week becomes more performative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One hundred percent. So it's nice to be back though. Hundred percent. Anything new been going on? Um let's see. Nothing nothing particularly new. Any color stand out? Any <laughs> blue and pink is my vibe right now. I got a pink shirt on underneath this. It's a one shoulder shirt. Pink, blue. Um, I love this yellow is also it. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like excited for fall, but sad too, because I'm feeling very vibrant. 
And I know with fall and winter come all the darker colors, especially Halloween season. Yuck. Uh, uh, I'm actually kind of excited because I don't I don't normally dress up for Halloween, but I want to this year. You can dress up ass. <clears throat> no idea. <laughs> not, not, not an idea. Not an idea. You're not drafting right now? No dress? Well, I went on Fashion Nova to see if I could find something like cute, but it's Cardi. all too sexy. I mean, I don't mind a sexy ho- Halloween costume, but like they're mostly bodysuits. <laughs> so, um, you know, Neotard there's like central. some inspiration there, but it's like, where am I going? <laughs> where am I going to be seen I mean, in this? I guess... Halloween is the only play, only time. I remember we tied this conversation before. Like, I mean, granted, I'm joking when I say this. Obviously, I mean, let me preface that because I know people be. I ain't trying to get crucified today, but you know, it's like, oh, when when can someone be sexy and not be judged? Halloween is a good day. If you want to go all it's out, it's the perfect day. <laughs> if you want to go all out and nobody's gonna say anything about you walking in, you know what I'm saying? Before Halloween was scary, it was sexy. Yeah, like the original like point of Halloween was. Uh, was it? I want to say it was. Hold on. She doing some fact checking. Yeah, before I, I don't want to misspeak, but I know that it was a more holiday about like I think sexual deviance. Whoa! <laughs> so that makes more sense. Um, that's crazy. That's actually kind of funny actually when you think about it. Hold on. I, mean, I don't know. I, I think I've I've never ever truly celebrated Halloween. I think I probably went trick or treating like three times in my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sorry. I just don't see the hype. Um, it's like an overweight workout. <laughs> okay. Um, tell me more. You find it? Yeah, it's, it's All Souls Day, and so okay, 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, okay, I read what I said previously in another article, but I can't find that article. Okay. So if you look it up, you can see the connection between like Halloween, like why sexy Halloween costumes and things like that. Even like, so I, from what I read, remember from the article, it was like, I think it was talking about, you know, orgies and just like things being more um, appropriate, particularly on this day, because... Never mind. Let's 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 <laughs> leave it right, leave let's it right, leave right there. It right there. <laughs> Do your own research. Do your own research, and <laughs> maybe we'll come back to it closer to Halloween. Yeah, then I'll, I'll have more time to um, actually credibly talk about it. But yeah. I mean, I'm lazy. Yeah, I don't know. Halloween's never been never been a move for me. I don't know. Even I've had a bunch of. I th- I th- as I think about it, I think I've never had a good Halloween. Like I think every time I've ever. Like, I remember one time we went trick-or-treating, and, like, we got traced, we got chased by a guy with a knife. <laughs> and, like, it's no telling. A real telling knife it. or a rubber knife? When you're a kid, you don't know. Yeah. It looked real, because I, I feel like, I remember, I feel like I remember it shining. Mm-hmm. Because with the guy, I mean, granted, I think the guy did it probably, I don't know how many times, but did it multiple times, because as we're trick-or-treating, we're trying to relatively stay in our neighborhood. There was this guy who had a garage, and it's like, you can see, like, the smoke coming from under the garage. It's like you're right. It's like three. We're like three kids, all like we're probably like seven. Like the oldest is probably like ten. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we're not that. We're not that old. Mm-hmm. So it's like this guy. Like you just see his garage, and we're walking slowly, and you see like the smoke coming from under his garage, or whatever. 
and you see him like roll the garage up and then he steps out and he sees us and we're thinking like that's the one that's gonna be like you know black kids you better not come over here as soon as I was said he started booking it and we start booking it <laughs> and I remember that day vividly and then like also like did he have a mask on and a costume like was it an act just like Jason oh well, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's a good scare. Yeah, so he he chased us, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I was I felt like, <laughs> I, like I don't know. I was, like, I was telling him I was like, what if he would have caught us, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like we we playing around, but what if he would have caught us? <laughs> then what? <laughs> I'm not trying to find out. Do you, mm, you know what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's tricky for. I don't really love Halloween mainly because I like don't do well. I don't do well with scary things. Yeah, I like the thrill of scary mm. movies but <clears throat> they be giving me nightmares sometimes really yeah sometimes when i was a little girl i also got chased not chased but i was trick-or-treating and this kid walks past with a scream mask and i'm terrified i don't like scream at all um there's a particular scene from the first scream movie that still stuck sticks with me visually but now it's a thing. Like, I've seen students with a screen mask t-shirt on in class. And I have to do everything to be like, avoid eye contact. It's not that big of a deal, but yeah. it is. Because when I was a kid, this kid, this older kid, taller, walks past with a scream Halloween costume on, full mask. And he squeezes something in his hand. And the next thing I know, blood starts gushing from the mask. Just straight down it. And I just scream and run away. And I just... Yeah, I don't know. For me, I don't I don't love being scared. Like I don't like being the you know what I mean? It's one thing with scary movies you're like watching other people be scared. Yeah. It's another thing when you're the direct person that's being scared. that's the victim. That's yeah. makes sense. But um anyway, it's Scream's not that scary. I just won't watch the movies cuz not even the new ones. I won't I haven't seen any of the new ones. It, it, it gives me the vibe of like Final Destination, which I also won't watch. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like Final Destination wow. is it's too close to real with the freak accidents. Really? I feel like those are the movies that I can watch like chilling like uh cuz you know that there's a Delulu part of me was like that wouldn't happen to me. Oh my god, there are a couple of scenes from Final Destination like the scene where the truck driver's driving and he's got all the logs on the truck and oh, one yeah. of the logs slips and goes straight through the car behind him and decapitates the driver. Sorry to be like so vulgar, but I will not drive behind cars like that or trucks like that. I mean, but he didn't feel it. But he died. <laughs> See, for I don't, I don't like. Yeah, I don't particularly love horror movies where people where like it's a lot of gore and killing. I I could do with like ghost movies. Nah, that's where you lost me. Um, I could do like alien movies. Cause like for me, like I'm sorry. Even when I play video games, like okay, like obviously I used to be a streamer. There's a game that there's a game when I was a streamer called Outlast, and basically the game is like you're a reporter going into this uh, insane asylum, mm-hmm. and your job is to figure out what happened or like what's going on in the same asylum. I can't remember the premise of why he went up in there. He's basically, I think he's, trying to, he's trying to find somebody who got lost or figure out what's going on with the insane asylum. And the whole premise of the, the game is that you have no weapons. If you see something, you have to run every time. That's your only defense? Yes, run and hide. And for me, that gives me like, I, 
anybody who's ever watched me stream and it was so long ago so I'm pretty sure nobody I'm pretty only person probably still probably still out there is my boy uh, Ray Unicorn shout out to my boy Ray Unicorn but yeah I literally I played it I told myself I'm gonna try my best y'all I started the game I got to the part where the guy literally you, you go you see the guy jump down or something like that and you have to run to a locker and hide mm-hmm. You, I run into the locker to hide he walks in looks like you, he stops in front of the locker so you can see him looks both ways and then walks out and he goes, starts muttering stuff as he walks off and I said I pause the game I said I'm not playing this <laughs> I said we just started the game and it's, it's already too much <laughs> like this is not I can't do this we just end up, I ended up watching the gameplay of it and they all roast me like you just really watched the game I said the fuck like if I'm watching this I know that it's gonna get done <laughs> you know what yeah no I, I get you yeah I, I cause on American Horror Story um, that's I think how like season two started. There were like two twins in this lake house or something like that. I don't remember. They were playing in something and this boy runs in and they both turn creepily to him. And they, I think I think if I'm remembering correctly and they say, you're going to die today. And I was just so creeped out. I was like. No, I don't need to become a fan of this particular show. This that's yeah. okay. Like that's enough for me. So yeah, you know. Usually, if I, let's just say like, I could like, but like that's what I like. That's why I don't like ghost movies and stuff like that. Because like for me, it's like the idea that I can defend myself gives me comfort. Okay. Because like that's what I said. That's what I said. This delusional part. Like if it was me, I would have fought Scream back. Like he not getting me. I would have beat Jason up. He not getting me. Like, but. And that gives me peace of mind. I can watch it peacefully. Mm-hmm. But like, especially like in a game, like games that have that give me a gun, even if it's a little bit of bullets, I feel more comfortable because I know that I got a gun. And like, I'm going to try to save my bullets. But if I wanted to, I could have popped you. But I'm deciding to be smart. And I could play games like that. But one, the minute that you say that I can't, like if I get caught, it's a wrap for me. Absolutely not. And movies like that where it's like, in cities stuff like that where they're just getting tore up for no reason like oh. ain't nothing I could do I think I did and I think I enjoyed Insidious but Absolutely I not. when it would come to games that I, that wouldn't work for me because I would be terrible with a gun in a, in oh, a game well, that's different so <laughs> it's kind of like I, I don't do well with first per- person shooter games um, it's too much going on I can't concentrate on like who do I where, like to prioritize what I need to shoot first so that I don't I don't die that is not a skill of mine, but you know, um, I don't know something about ghosts. I'm, I'm not really that afraid of them. I'm especially not afraid of bad ones because I, I believe in God. So that also kind of helps me rationalize those sort of stories. But, and I think that's also why I like them because I'm a spiritualist. So I'm kind of like, if I'm going to be creeped out by something, it's, it more interesting to me when it's on the lines of like spiritual uh, spirituality or, or make believe or fantasy as opposed to like actually killing real people like that does not that's not fun or thrilling to me at all <laughs> but yeah I'm not a scary movie person at all but people escaping that is thrilling <laughs> so I watch like Saw either I hate is Saw, Saw oh is my Saw gosh considered, is Saw considered a scary movie oh, oh my gosh yeah it's definitely in the horror genre I don't know if it's a scary movie. You know, it's scary. It's horror. It's. I feel like that's like I feel like Saw. They tell you what's gonna happen, so it's not like I don't know. I, I can't ever get scared for Saw. More, it's more like anxiety. <sighs> ah! Are they gonna make it? Mm. <laughs> His leg. <laughs> Ugh. 
there's it's just like with Final Destination. There's a certain particular scene from Saw. I think it's Saw Five that just right here lodged in. For someone who like movies, you watch a lot of them. Saw Five is pretty deep. You know. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw. I think I, no, I think. no, no. This is this is the thing. I have my little sister likes scary movies for one, so she would torture me when we were younger and make me watch scary movies with her. But then I've also I just have like other friends that like watching scary movies, so I will do it for the team. But um, so sometimes those people are like five you know five movies in and i'm just getting caught up this is the first time i'm seeing it yeah and yeah it was intense for the first saw i will <laughs> say that yeah i don't, even know, I don't, I don't know. even know what happens that one I, i've never seen saw. i think it was five i've never seen saw i just seen like clips like the one where it's like the like there was like i can't remember what what movie it was but it was like basically it was like uh people's like a like a Imagine New York where they have the big show, like the showcase of like clothes and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. you're walking down the street, it has like the window so you can see inside the store. It was like some city where it was like a bunch of people walking. The curtain drops and it's like two du- like two dudes waking up and a girl waking up. And it was like basically like the girl was cheating and she had two dudes. So the dudes have the decision to either kill one each, one each like one another or kill her. And it's like, but it's like a seesaw, so it's like, they're like doing that, and like basically they leave it in the middle, like she, like she's like slowly coming down or something like that. And they kill her? Yeah. Well, at first they were trying to kill each other, like, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> like, and they, they like lit her up, and I said, nah, that's crazy. And I, I remember, I remember left the room, I said, what the fuck y'all be, like, what do y'all be watching, bro? Like, how can you sit that? How can you watch something like that and go back to regular life? Like, man, that was a great movie. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that it, was a great movie. That was a great plot twist. When you watch movies like that, do you think about the type of person who has to think of that storyline and that script? You think about the Always. minds, the creative minds that that produce stuff like that. I think of, I think of the people who like what kind of sicko made this, but I also think about like, especially when I watch like, I mean, granted these aren't scary movies, but when I th- watch like uh, heist movies, mm-hmm. or, like people who do like. Mm. Like a, like some, like some kind of crime and get away with it. <clears throat> I'd be like, bro, y'all, why are y'all giving ideas like this? You know, y'all just giving out free ideas. Like I get it. Like, <laughs> like this is like low key giving tutorial. <laughs> like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I did. Like, uh, I don't know if you ever watched um, uh, the Public Enemy. No, no, the Public Enemy. What's the movie with a uh, uh, shoot? With Jimmy Fox is a lawyer, and uh, is it Russell Crowe? I don't remember his name. Shoot! It, it's a movie where Jamie Fox is a lawyer. They got this guy locked up. He's like a like a he's like this criminal who keeps doing crimes while he's in prison, and they're trying to prove that he's doing the crimes while he's in prison, but they can't prove it. Mm. He's so crafty about it. It's like really good. Like for me, if you like Batman. If you like Batman, I don't know why. I love Batman. But like, if you like Batman and how like the Joker does crazy stuff, you're like, oh. yeah. And he's getting away with it. It feels like that where it's like you're rooting for the detective to get the guy, but the guy you also love the guy because he's so good at what he does. Mm-hmm. You're like, Damn, I can't be mad at him. He's like, especially when you start finding out reasons like why he did it. Yeah. No reason. Yeah, and make a point. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's I, more action, I think. Yeah. No, yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying like the idea of like I do think about that like. What sicko like like shout? I'm sorry, not not to roast him, but the people that do who writes all those scary book books. He like writes a book 
He writes hella books. I'm talking about <laughs> Stephen King. Yeah. Like that nigga's sick. Yeah. Something's wrong with that guy. <laughs> he's and he's got a lot of scary stories. Yeah. That's that have come to mind for him. Yeah. And like, how do you like? I mean, I don't know how he goes to sleep at night. That's crazy. But on the realm of movies, <laughs> there's a movie coming out that I don't know. I don't know how you feel about how you feel about this movie coming out, Good Burger Two. <laughs> Oh, I think it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Yes. I'm hopeful it's going to be great because the thing is, Keenan and Kel both are still. It's getting a little too comfortable over here, huh? <laughs> but Keenan and Kel, I think they're like, you know, more um, like. settled in their career and their you know comedic styles and things like that yeah they both have a lot more acting experience like they i just i'm excited both of them are going to be in it right hold on yeah okay i i they're the, they're the main returner people who return it's gonna be some people from the original movie but it's also gonna be a new cast of people i like that i love that i feel like it's a good it's a movie for the millennial especially and I, I don't know. I'm just especially because I'm a fan of Keenan, especially I'm a fan of Cal also. But I don't know. It will be cool to see them back on screen together in a nostalgic setting. But with, you know what I mean? Their most advanced abilities. Yeah. They're, you know what I mean? Like their most pop. Like it just I'm excited to see kind of like. Keenan and Cal all grown up, basically. Yeah, you know that makes sense. I, I, I'm like, I'm happy they didn't do a reboot. Cause I feel like some people are so quick to do a reboot. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw that with the White Man Can't Jump reboot. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, like I get the concept because then you get to play with the story more. But I don't know. I feel like this being a sequel is what got me more excited because I'm like, yes, continuation. You know, not like remix and trying to figure and like we're gonna get the same story again. It's like, it's like how do we advance the story? So I'm kind of excited about that. I'm definitely. I wouldn't say I'm, you know, I guess I'll say I'm a Keenan Thompson fan. I don't think, I never thought about it that way, but I think he just spoke to my childhood, my whole childhood, yeah. like, with all that and, and, you know, just all the different things that I always saw him in growing up. I always, he's always been there in my childhood. So it's like to see him on this, like, get it, like, you know, he's always been on SNL, but to see him, like, do another movie like this mm-hmm. gets me really excited. But I also talked about, I think it's cool to see like them rekindle that friendship because I remember for I remember there was a, it was like a, a bunch of interviews they asked him like how are you like how was it and like they weren't friends for a while like I don't know how you feel about like childhood like childhood celebrity friendships you know we think like jo- Drake and Josh and like things like that mm, it's tricky. I don't know. It's like people grow apart. People can grow back together, I think, in friendship. I have friends that I was not friends with for a while after high school. And then we were able to reconnect. And maybe we're not friends in the same capacity. But I think that there's space for that in the future, maybe. Maybe for some of them. Um, So I, I think it's great to see people like come back around when it feels you know like the right time and i'm curious do you know more of like why they stopped being friends or i think it was just i don't remember they he didn't really go into specifics but it sounds like basically like just different trajectories and career 
and then uh, I think Kale was going through things in life and felt like he wasn't supported in different ways. So I thought I read that they both went out for SNL also. Probably. And I, I don't know. I'm curious. Why did Keenan and Cal fall out? Yeah. But I remember it was like, usually, like, usually when I hear stories about that, usually is that same lane of like, you know, one person wanted to go about their career one way, other person didn't. And then there's a falling out because especially mm-hmm. when you're like friends at that such a young age where you have to make those decisions. Like it's different in life. Like when you're older and life is established, like it doesn't really make a big difference, but you know, I think I've, I've, I've definitely been there where out of high school, I had to make different decisions that now if I make a decision, but now if I make a decision, it doesn't affect my friendships nearly as much. Well, I mean, that's good, but like, are you in the same career field as your friends? No. Because I think that's probably what makes theirs unique is being in the same career field and having, because it's, so they had, it's, I read a a brief blurb that said they had their eyes set on bigger things. And like you said, career paths in different places. But even if you have career paths in different places, you still may be needing to navigates through some of the same bridges Mm -hmm. you know and so that can be i i have recently experienced that that can be very (coughs) uncomfortable when you have a friend that now is crossing a bridge before you yeah you know what i mean yeah and i guess it's especially when you're really when you feel like it's your turn yeah to cross yeah you know that makes sense and i I just i I guess i gotta look more into because i know keenan seemed like he went away from acting and went more comedy or like mm-hmm. skits, mm-hmm. kind of back to like the all that type type stuff, and I think Kel probably went. He went into stand up, didn't he? He did, did he? some. He definitely did some stand up for I've never a while. Seen a Kel stand up. I'm gonna look that up. I thought he would have went more acting. Well, so but that does make sense. I mean, that does track with kind of the trajectory of where they both did and eventually go. Yeah, and you know. I respect that. I can respect that too. It's hard when you have like the, a legacy of, you know, this friendship that everybody has come to adore on TV, a show that everybody's come to adore on TV. But if, you know, Good Burger was more of an acting sort of show. Yeah. Or a movie. Or movie. Yeah. All that was more of a sketch show. Mm-hmm. And so if you, if both of them fell in love with, you know, either or particular styles it makes sense it makes sense that that's what they did so i'm glad to see that they were able to like come back and uh, it's exciting to see keenan acting again i guess is my thing because i like keenan as an actor Mm -hmm. i think that's i think that's the thing i'm a fan of more of like i also like you he's a voice of my childhood so my inner child's excited to see them kind of come back together also who's coming back together is in sync oh yeah side note so a lot a lot of reunion energy mm-hmm. and i'm here for it i'm here I mean, for like it I'm not, I'm, I'm not against reunion I, I guess the conversation i was trying to like i was trying to poke at was like oh i'm sorry no 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 not like that i was saying like example anything is a good example like because justin timberlake smooth left and went to be <laughs> solo justin timberlake was a star anyway yeah well <laughs> a few of lance had a had a a short season of a solo career also mm-hmm. and i want to say 
some of the others had other things going on. I want to say some attempted to, but it wasn't quite as successful. I think the only group that I've ever seen break up and do good in their own respective careers is the Jonas Brothers. I thought you were going to say B2K. Yeah. Oh, yeah. B2K too, yeah. Yeah. Jonas Brothers, I could see that. Yeah, but they all have, yeah, they're very solo. Yeah, they all went solo and then came back, and I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> they had fans as solo artists and as a group. Yeah. yeah. Well. Shout out to them. That's Disney for you. Yeah. The Machine. Uh, Justin Timberlake. Mickey Mouse Club. Mickey, uh, was yeah. it Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was saying like with these with these groups, you know, you at least the way I always thought about it was, I see these people hanging out all the time. They gotta be, be they gotta be like best friends. Mm. Especially when you're thinking like younger, like you know, you always think of delusion like, oh my god, you know how fun would it be if I get to do a show with my friends? Like me and my friends all had a show and we get to do it together. Like that would be so dope. Mm-hmm. Like well, like and then so like when you see them fall out. And you hear everybody like, wait, what? <laughs> and like, I don't know. I was, I was kind of like, did you ever fall victim to that mentality? Like, oh, they're, you know, like, I, I thought they would be closer friends. And then like, when I think of like shows like Even Stevens, mm-hmm. you know, the Lizzie McGuire show. And I think about like, you know, uh, um, 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 what's that show? Uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody and stuff like that. Like, I'm like, oh, they got to all be friends. And then you find out behind the scenes. Uh, Drake and Josh is another good example. Like, they gotta all be friends and they're not. Or they're not as close as we thought. <laughs> Sometimes, I guess, like, I've come across a, an article like that recently, but I don't remember the people that were on there that didn't get along. So, but I do remember coming across a couple of them, like, oh, wow. I would never would have guessed. Well, like, Zoe 101, they're like, they're saying, like, uh, is her name Jamie Lynn Spears? That, you know who Zoe 101 is? I know what it is, but oh, the I, main, so the main girl is is Britney Spears' sister. Okay. And they're I don't remember, I don't remember this. I don't know. If, don't quote me, but I, if I remember, they, they were all complaining that she wasn't the nicest person on the show. And I remember I don't know. It's like this is always crazy because like you you'll see this the screen persona, and it's like oh they're a dope person. No, no they're not. <laughs> Guess not. I don't know. With acting, it's t- it's just tricky. I feel like I think I don't know. It's hard because like I guess Lizzo is a good example of it too. Like you know, you just don't know who people really are unless they do a really bad job of holding up the mask. Yeah. But part of entertainment is holding up a really good mask. So I don't know. Sometimes there are things that are shocking, like Tiana Taylor and Iman being separated that's that's shocking to me because that's a relationship that i really believe and even if they're going through difficult times like um you know adore i've adored seeing them together and their family so yeah you know i don't know i guess it depends on like how invested i am in the people but most of the examples you provided are shows that were on a little after my time oh yeah so i don't know i can't think not that much order. I'm trying to think what. Probably be like Moesha. Yeah. That still? They, yeah, Moesha. I did. I watched Moesha. Yeah. They all liked each other. They got yeah. along. <laughs> <laughs> or like example. A good example would probably be like Martin. When you find out like Tanisha Arnold. Not Tanisha Arnold. Was it? Tisha Campbell. Yeah, Tisha Campbell and Martin didn't really. They fell out and they're still doing a show together. Like. Like. <laughs> 
that's like to me that's like wild to think about because like they were literally married on the show <laughs> like, like that's wild um also that was news to me recently yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it's so long ago that i'm like oh yeah, well yeah, yeah. I, just, I don't know I, just, but I, I don't know i don't know i guess i indulge i kind of i don't think it's healthy well there's, there's a little bit of health to it i indulge in parasocial relationships mm. feeling like i know a celebrity Maybe not to the point where I know everything about their life, but I like to think like, oh yeah, no. Like you're invested. Yeah. In, like, in their life being maintaining. Yeah, like with the Tiana, like like with the Tiana Taylor and even the OBJ and Kim K, like hearing the rumors, you're like nah, then of course not, right? And then you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, you know, like I don't yeah. know. I guess that's the art of being a good celebrity. You. They, Ooh. Hmm. Or like Jeezy and Jenny. Um. My. Right. That's crazy. Now that's crazy. That one. That one blew my threw mind. Threw me. I was like, and when he threw, when he threw the divorce too, and said, "Yeah, there's no way we can get back together." That's it. Irreconcilable differences. That's wild to me. Wild. I don't especially know. Especially for how hard they were going, or especially she was going in the media. Yeah, that's a tough one. I don't know. I guess I have no idea what happened. That's, it's been a lot of weird of us relationship things going on where it's like it's all rumors at this point like right now yeah well I mean with the I know OBJ and his girlfriend's not together that's confirmed and then I know obviously Tiana Taylor confirmed it herself that her and Iman are separated so mm-hmm. I mean granted we don't need to know the reason why Mm-mm. but it's not our business yeah it's just one of those things where it's like it is not greener on the other side y'all y'all think y'all you know, I mean, I, I went through that with Gene Aiko and Big Sean for the longest because I love Big Sean and Gene Aiko. I remember. Did they break up? No, they didn't break up. They had a baby. Oh, oh okay. That's they, good for uh, them. I remember when they did break up because she had covered up his tattoo. And I remember I was just like, no, I'll never get a 2088 album again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How could I? <laughs> like, I was so, I was so mesmerized by them and they're like, and then, like, you see him hanging out. Like, she'll post a picture. Like, I remember, I'll never forget the day. Cover, I was, like, so gay. I gave up. I'm like, it's over. I don't know. I think about it now. I'm really into celebrity couples. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about what about Halle Bailey and... Um, DDG? Mm-hmm. Are they together? What are they doing right now? I'm curious, like... How do I feel about them? Yeah. I'm going to rate them. I'm going to rate some celebrity couples. Yeah. I don't know. Let me see. DDG and... and um, Halle, Halle Bailey. Ba- Halle Bailey. I don't know. I give them a solid eight. I think they're a pretty cool couple. They're cute. They're a little, like I said, they're nice social media couple. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, too out there, but they, like, I like how they kind of, like, you know, I kind of like how they play <laughs> play with, with each the, other. Yeah. They like, prank each other a little bit. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I like that. Yeah. They're, they're so cute. I think they're so cute and normal. What about, let me see, let me think of one, let me think of one. Are we doing present or are we doing even past ones? Past and present. You ever watch Prank vs. Prank? No. Have you ever seen? Do you remember the um, Kaylani and, and Party Next Door? I did not know they were together. Oh yeah, they were a thing for a long time, and that's what broke that's what broke her up and Kyrie. Cause she was with Party Next Door. Yeah, not that not that they were together, but like there was like rumors going around that they were that they did something whatever that it was like rumors going around that she cheated but she didn't. And then her and Kyrie had kind of fell out because of that. She was with Kyrie at the time. 
Oh, no, I remember her uh, talking to YG for a minute or rumors about that. YG, bo, honey. Yeah, but she know she got, I got a picture of a party next, it, it used to be my wallpaper, it used to be party, it's, party next door has a song called Kehlani Interlude, uh, Kehlani Freestyle, and he raps, he raps about her, like they got like this like weird, like, cause he the play, he the one playing, you know, we like, we a thing, but we not a thing. Part Next Door has a song called Savage Anthem and that shit <laughs> is so it, and it's, it's so savage in the lyrics he, he's such a sad savage in it but um, if it's, if he's anything like that yeah. song <laughs> giving it a one it sounds that makes sense that you know Kaylani's interlude but yeah he had not the one so that's surprising <laughs> okay I, I can't rate that couple because I didn't know what about Drake and Drake and um Drake and uh what's her name? What's her name? Tyra Banks. Different. That's different. <laughs> I don't know. That's a that's a good I don't know. I it's hmm. <laughs> that's rude. <laughs> And there's, there's no shade against Tyra. You know, there is. It's just Tyra has been so problematic. So, so is Drake, though. So in that regard, <laughs> I don't know that it's a bad matchup. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on Drake's next album and what he's really saying in it. I can't I, I can't give them a number yet. No? Because, no, because if his next album is called For, For, For All the Dogs, I need to know... What do you mean? It's for all the dogs. Is this is this a, is this one calling out doggish behavior, or is this more anthems for doggish behavior? No, I think I think actually I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a left turn. I feel like for all the dogs is gonna be about the feelings that that dogs deal with. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! And then they're perfect together. So, if that's the path he goes with that <laughs> with that album, I think that that would be. I think that would be a great, like, I mean, as a dog, people who, like, I don't know, I would imagine as a dog, you deal with a lot of conflicting emotions. It's no song, like I said, Drake's the only person who makes songs for you. Is Tyra Canadian also? I don't know, that's a good question. That's a good question. Where is Tyra? I think no, because Tyra, Tyra, no, I think Tyra from America. Tyra from America. It is called America's Next Top Model. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. Let me let me give you let me give you an easier one. Um, okay, yeah. J Lo, and um, what's his name? And A Rod. Yeah. Or who's she with now? Oh, her ex boyfriend Ben Stiller. Oh, that's not Ben Stiller. Not Ben Stiller. Uh, ben, ben, Affleck. ben Affleck. Ben Stiller. <laughs> I'm getting old. I'm just saying shit. <laughs> ooh, J Lo and Ben Affleck. You know, ooh, that's tricky. That's hard too because I really liked J Lo growing up, but seeing how competitive she is for the spotlight, yeah, um, I, that's kind of been like sad to me to see. I, I don't really love that part of her character, but so, and Ben doesn't smile very much, so I don't think I don't know that that has anything to do with their relationship, but just perception. This is like the perception of their relationship, yeah. maybe a six okay because i think they have Better the history yeah i think they have the history i think they i think between the two of them they're both good enough actors where like they can conceal the reality of their relationship from everybody so nobody knows what really it's like 
Um, and so I give them credit for it being actually like stronger than what we might see. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I also see how they've grown into different people. And I'm curious, like, so now that you're different people, like, how are you actually compatible still? Yeah. You know, is it just because you're in the same world and you're and you're trying to move through it with somebody who understands? Yeah. You know, and somebody you don't have to explain yourself to. Probably. You know, but are you, are you actually still compatible? Like, are you in this world still? Because you're not as at, you're not the same people you were. Like when they first were together, they were both so like fresh and obviously loving Hollywood, loving being in the spotlight. And I think they both still like the spotlight, but mm, it's just like Keenan and Kel. J-Lo is a singer. Ben Affleck is an actor. And, and those director. are still and a director. There's those are still very different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Industries. <clears throat> hmm. So interesting. I don't know. Uh I'm going to give them a 6 though. I give them probably a 5. Really? I never wanted to, I I mean, not that not like saying they're like trash or anything, but I don't know. This this give me a, a basic relationship like okay. Ben Affleck and Taylor. Oh, that's, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Like for sure. <laughs> what about a throwback? Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. Ooh. I loved them together. I ain't gonna lie, me too. I, I honestly that's a nine. <laughs> that's that's pretty up there. Yeah, like I loved them together. I though I, I yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like they were like I was okay with their mess. Yeah. I was okay dealing with their mess. I was like, oh, Dang, <laughs> I get still. I hope they get through it. I forget why they let why they broke up. To be honest, but I don't think it was under. I remember they kept talking about the love triangle with Jennifer Aniston. Really? Wasn't it? If that's what, if, I don't know. I, I, was, I only saw it in People magazine. I would be happy to see Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt together, though. Like, I would love to see that in really? my lifetime. Really? Yeah. I'm still sticking with Angelina Jolie. That's my baby. I, I I love Brad Pitt. I think he's still such a great guy on on the outside, at least it seems. Yeah. And like Jennifer Aniston is also still such a wonderful and lovely woman. <laughs> so, um, I would love to see them together. I think you know. Also, I can appreciate Brad and Angelina for the time that they were. Yeah. I don't think that they could ever like have that same. I don't think they could create the same magic that they had when they were together back in the early 2000s today. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, and it's a different world today too. So I'd rather see kind of like what Jennifer and Brad could do today. Cause I think they would actually be a bit more compatible. What about Will and Jada? One rating pre entanglement, one rating post entanglement. hard because i actually really loved will and jada pre-entanglement <laughs> i really believed in them there wasn't many dimes out there i thought the relationship was a dime for me till my, i heard about the entanglement i know my parents definitely were always like oh no their their relationship is weird <laughs> but i was always like i love will smith i love jada like you yeah. know I, i've really enjoyed watching them parent and i don't know i also enjoyed red table talk for a while during COVID at least yeah so they were pre, pre-entanglement it was a good nine for me yeah what about you before entanglement it was probably a dime oh yeah you did say that too yeah they probably they probably for me I didn't know too many intricacies but 
the little that I did know, like as far as like kind of like how they were promoting Jaden mm-hmm. and like helping him grow in his career. I also think about how they dealt with Trey and his mom, how they still had a decent relationship with like how they were like kind of friends still with his mom and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like how they I mean, granted. Now we don't know, like I like how their their relationship was never messy in the public. I think I really, really appreciate it, e- mm-hmm. even though like consciously, you know, something could be going on behind the scenes. But I liked how it was never in the public. I think. Yeah, I think it was a dime for me. Like it, to me, it's not. It wasn't like I. I never was the type of person like I want their relationship. But I think the biggest thing that I wanted from the relationship that I thought it was cool was just the fact that they were so like. It seemed like so understanding of each other's situations. Mm-hmm. Like understanding that she, you know, loved Tupac and all that stuff, and he, mm-hmm. under, she understood that he had like you know, his situation with Trey's mom beforehand, and still has love for that woman. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the understanding for me was like that was like ten, but after entanglement, I don't know, bro. It's probably like a, it's it's. I don't, I'm I I say it's like a six. It went down a lot for me. I think I think the entanglement didn't take it down too much. I think it was a slap, and then post slap allegations was just like for me it was like. Like I think after entanglement, yeah. it was still up there like a you know like eight or seven, seven point five maybe. Yeah. But the slap, and then like her being like, I don't know why he did all that. I said, Yeah, man, this is giving. It's giving. Uh, it, this is giving. This relationship is giving avocado. You know. <laughs> what does that mean? It didn't age well. Oh. Like wow. Like at first it was <laughs> you know avocado was great. That's but, such a good metaphor. But now they're like, you know, after Will Smith got on social media, that relationship just like, it's like when you cut, it's like the avocado is good in the refrigerator, still not cut. As soon as they cut that thing open and start showing night show themselves to the social media, that thing turned brown quick. Wow, that's a great oh, avocado entanglement. The picture of him just looking so defeated, deflated. Oh man! Like man. you can't unsee that meme either. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Will Smith. He didn't deserve I, that. He didn't because I love Will Smith. That's the crazy thing. I still, I still like Will Smith. Like, yeah. And I am sad to see kind of, I guess, the mask slip because I also remember being super excited to see him on social media. Yeah. So to see the avocado metaphor kind of play out is it's sad. Um, <laughs> You know, also surprising to see how Jada is talking about how people talk about Jada and and the allegations that come up about her. I think that that's also really interesting. But to your point, I, I can really appreciate how accepting they are. I like that they grow together. And that's even in like the yucky stuff. Well, you know, it, that's I think that's the most admiring part, even about post entanglement. Like it's not mm-hmm. like. You know, most people, you know, we saw, ooh, Nia Long. Mm-hmm. When she was breaking up with, um, she's divorcing her husband and fighting for custody, stuff like that. Like, you know, obviously he cheated and whatnot. Like, it's understandable. I think it was, I think it was, I'm not going to say everybody should do it, but I think it was admirable that he was, like, willing to still, like, reconcile with her, even on her show, to reconcile, like, what really happened, like, clear the air. Like, I thought that was... I thought that was dope. I don't, granted, I don't know, still, because they ain't my wife. But like, at the same time, like I thought that was like, really, really. I said a lot about him. 
Yeah. Um, I can appreciate that. Yeah. I can appreciate that. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not going to say everybody should do it, though. I, I, I like a couple that can break up and it be amicable that they can both put the truth out and not try to like conceal it, especially when people are invested in the relationship and like, you know, like y'all well, as a couple. Together, right? Well, no, who are you talking about? Will Smith. And Jada. Yeah. They're yeah. still together. Yeah. But I'm just speaking generally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can appreciate, I'm thinking of like the show Love Island. Have you ever watched Love Island or like watch I've, dating shows like that? Yeah. I love dating shows, but I had to stop watching them because I get addicted. <laughs> it's easy, especially with Love Island. So that's a segment we gotta do. We gotta watch shows like that and review. That would be fun. That would be so fun. <laughs> I watch. I've seen. I come across some clips from the most recent season, which I haven't watched, and it it's looking messy. Messy after Casa Amor, and I need to get there. Have you so. seen? Have you seen the show um, Love Is Wild? No. <gasps> no. Is it on Netflix? It's on Discovery. Oh, that's why. Yeah, I know it's such, such a left turn, but the premise of the show—I feel like I talk about the show all the time—but the premise of the show is such a good show. Is that everybody's on an island, but you can't speak. Like, kind of, so it's like basically like there's like a narrator, like a like a think of like a David Attenborough type of voice. There's a narrator. Like narrating it like like you would watch the wild. Mm-hmm. So everybody picks it like their spirit. They pick their animal. Like some people's a duck, some people's a frog, stuff like that. And like they go into this, they go into this like you know they meet every they go meet with everybody and they can't talk at all. They just get to be the animal that they chose to be. Well, they don't. Have, I mean, they'll they'll do stuff like that. Like you know they'll be like you know if they're a bee, they're like bzz, 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 but okay. like but really it's just more like it's a lot more like um, kind of expressing yourself. Non-verbally. Non-verbally. Mm-hmm. And then, like, so there's, you do that. I think the first episode, like, everybody meet with each other. And then there's challenges. So you do the challenges. And uh, you do the challenges with your partner or, like, solo, depending on which one you do. And, and after you win the challenges, you get to choose two people to go on a date. And you get to talk on a date. So, like, basically, it'd be like, you know, like, um, mm. that people will win the challenge. And that person gets to choose two people that he wants, he, he's interested in to talk to. And they will see the chemistry goes over, and the date, and then at at the end of the, at the end of the day, they get to all go. They get to, they get they have to pick they have to kick somebody off, mm-hmm. and then oh well the way they kick people off is that everybody has to pick somebody, to to like they want to be partners with. So like oh yeah, it sounds like Love Island similar. Yeah, but so no like, talking. Yeah, no talking. So it's like I'll choose you, I choose you, I choose you, I choose you, and then it's like one person left, they get kicked off, mm-hmm. and then they all go to the room and then they talk. I spend oh, yeah. a night and the next day start, they do it over. But yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that sounds very much like Love Island. I think the best part about it that I like is that because the first episode is awkward. It's always awkward. It never gets unawkward because it's like, ew, they're doing weird stuff. Like they're drinking, they're still drinking and stuff like that. Like there's alcohol and stuff like that. They're like, Whoa. oh my gosh, it's probably like The Sims. Like when The Sims party, they, have you have you watched The Sims? Yeah, I've played The Sims too. Okay, so you know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> so it's like that. And then like they, so after they start kicking people off they start bringing people in so now that's where it gets fun for me because it's like these people who are kind of used to this now and they throw a new person in the new person is always like what the fuck okay, <laughs> like no 
the fuck you got going on? And they, they got testimonials and stuff like that, but... That's crazy, because they have to assimilate, basically. It's pretty good. Yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll check it out, but um, I like the drama of... It's similar on Love Island. Yeah. It starts off with, like, six people, six women, six, six men, and usually... Um, six women will be lined up and they'll introduce each guy one by one. And as each guy is introduced, they'll ask the women, how many of you are interested in him? Step forward. And so based on the ones who step forward, the guy can choose which woman he wants to partner up with to start. Mm. At the end of every episode, they get to recouple. And so you uh-huh. get to choose if you want to stay with the person you originally matched with or do you want to match with somebody new? Messy. So messy. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I think that, man. So good. Because I, the thing is, but this is the thing. People will get voted off and then they'll, like you said, bring uh, new people in. Uh, so people who have established relationships, you can't get too comfortable because someone new could come in at any moment and it could be somebody that's exactly your person's type. That's the other thing. Uh, people might meet new people that are like totally not their type. They'll be partnered up, enjoying themselves. And then here comes somebody that's 100% a person's type. Personality, looks, everything. Yeah. It's def- that definitely happens in that show. Wait, does, is there testimonials? Yes. Okay. F-C-S. So it, usually that's what, that's, what the, that's what I love about testimonial, testimonials because in the show they'll talk about, they like, like one guy, I, one guy says something to the fact, something to the effect of like, yeah, I don't really like her, but I know she kind of feeling me. So I'm just going, you know partner of her I think we have some good chemistry mm-hmm. and like it's like one of those things where like it, it, it becomes one of those things too where it's like the they agree that we're just gonna keep picking each other so we don't have to worry about it mm-hmm. we can but see then, what options are coming in yeah and then you know that that always turns so way like you said when somebody comes and like someone mm-hmm. starts to switch up and they they cause oh that, that's the part I forgot so when you you talk about coupling like so what happens is like the reason why people get kicked off is cause it's like um I think the girl picks a guy and the guy gets to choose say yes or no. Okay. So it's like, here, take my charm and the guy can go yes or no. And that's where it gets tricky because, you know, you'll build this relationship with this person and then you'll, like, you'll choose him and he'll be like, Mm-mm. they're like, oh my God. <laughs> they still can't talk. So imagine, oh. <laughs> and like, every time it happens, you, it doesn't get any better because like, you know, putting yourself out there just putting yourself out there why why are you like this that's so good so good and if they say no can somebody else come and make an offer and they can say that they can say yes to you mm-hmm. ouch yeah it's pretty good that's good good TV <sighs> like I said man I need to watch like I said I, I love I, I love real world I, I think I love Jersey Shore I think dating shows are good too because it's kind of cathartic like you can relate to almost almost at least one person or a couple people on the show at some point you can relate to something that they're going through yeah i think i think the only show i never got like really got hooked on was bachelor oh it just it was just a little bit too my old roommate got me hooked on the butch i mean on the bachelor the butcher butcher. (laughs) good new new show concept (laughs) the butcher um she got me hooked on the bachelor it's a pretty good show but i haven't watched it since we were living together and when there was a black bachelor, that was kind of a point of contention because it was like, <sighs> was a black bachelor really, you know, <sighs> was he doing it for the show? But he was. He was fine. Yeah. He was fine, but he was boring. Was he? 
they chose a lame. You know, that's what that's what hurt me about the about the 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 Love Is Wild spoiler alert. If anybody wants to watch it, there's a black girl in there, and she's the wolf, and she ended up eliminating herself because she's sort of like she couldn't connect with nobody. Anybody, yeah, yeah. It was like there was one black guy on there, a Jamaican dude, and he was cooning, bro. Chosen all choosing all the white girls. Took both of them on a date. He goes, she talked too much. And then after that, like she was kind of like, kind of like going around, like she was trying to do her, put her feelers out, and there's nobody was, it was it wasn't feeling. She she ended up eliminating herself, one episode, and I was like, <gasps> and she was a. Ah. This was on Love Is Wild. Yes. Ah. Still think about it. I still, I never forget that episode. Cause I remember I was like, I'm thinking myself, I'm just like rooting for her. I'm like, I'm rooting for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's a couple other black dudes, but she's the only black girl. And she was like, I'm actually eliminating myself. So then when I was basically feeling like she's not connected to nobody, I said, and that, that I was like, oh, honestly, that's, that's what happens on The Bachelor too. And I think that's why I wasn't enjoying it after a while. Cause yeah. I'm like, it feels like they never really want to choose the black women or like black women are here, but like they're not never really into them. And then we get a black bachelor and it feels (laughs) tricky. Like it feels tricky. And you like, you want to see a black couple win the bachelor because you haven't even hardly had any black bachelors. But you know, my roommate was not, was not black. So I don't think she like really got the like, she didn't care. She didn't get how, like why it was so important to me that like he chose a black woman. (laughs) And it's not that deep. It's, it's not that deep, but um, but when you're watching it and you're like invested in a particular storyline and outcome and you're like you know oh, so but yeah I don't Good watch time. The Bachelor anymore it's kind of it has that that'd be I think that would be a good thing that would be a good thing to do is like watch some either old ones or new ones like watch a season like go through a season with, with the with the viewers well, oh my gosh oh, okay because see that's the thing about The Bachelor is I don't know that it I, I don't know if it aged well uh, you know, and, yeah. So, but with love is with um, Love Island, and my older mate also put me onto that show. I think it's a better version of The Bachelor. I feel like black people aren't aren't treated the same way that I've seen on The Bachelor. So mm-hmm. it's like more rewarding. Yeah, you know, you see more black people choose each other because they're and they understand. You can see on the camera yeah. the way they talk about it. They understand like the value of black love if you find it on there. Yeah, you know. But also they're open to dating non-black people. And so it's a nice representation of black people dating today. Yeah. Um, the real realities of like, you know, loving the things that come special with black love, but also recognizing that that's not going to be guaranteed with every black person that you date. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it, was, it, was a, it was a there was a girl. Sometimes you're open to other people and, and that's OK. There's a there's a media group called I think they're called Black Love. And she was, it was, a, they had a, a girl on there and she married a, a Asian man. And she was talking about that. Like she said the, the thing that she hates, I don't think she's the word hate, but like the thing that she gets upset about when she's dating her man is like the reception that she gets where people are like, okay, girl, you went and got you a good one. And she always like has to like, she like, so she was making a point on yeah. when she was on there. Like, listen, I didn't like marry this man, like in spite of marrying a, a black man. Like I love black men. I just happen to love this man mm-hmm. who happens not to be black like yeah and i think that's important to like make the the thing because i feel like in the community it is like that if you date outside the community it's like you couldn't what find you, you a black girl exactly <laughs> you know you're getting you're getting <laughs> the energy and the looks oh, and for the rest of your life 
for the rest of your life. So. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I, like I said, I'll be, I don't know. Let us know what you guys think about that idea because I'm, I'm down with that. Like choose a season or something or like choose like, yeah. like watch Love Island or keep up with Love Island. Mm-hmm. I'm, like I said, I'm down to start watching Love Island and keep up with it and like explore on it like every so, every so often because any excuse for me to watch a dating show that's productive, mm-hmm. man, because I get lost in the sauce. Oh, well. <laughs> productive. We'll see about that. But I mean, we can talk about the podcast become yeah. productive, no? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. For that reason, like, oh, no, I'm not. It looks like I'm not doing anything, but I'm actually studying. <laughs> doing <laughs> actually research. actually doing research right now. That's funny. But, damn, like we got in the weeds. We did. We did. <laughs> and I ain't wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Um... I guess we might as well just, just get into, like, talking about some of the more personal things we wanted to talk about. Um, I read a I read an article about... Also, by the way, if you made it this far, do me a favor. I want you to realize you're a real one. But also, like, subscribe. Um, if you're listening to the audio version, please follow or subscribe, whatever platform it is, and rate us five stars. It helps out a lot. Very much so appreciate it. I always forget to do the, um, what do they call them? There's a term they use for them, but I always forget to do that. But And comment. Yeah, comment. There you go. But just want to let you guys know I appreciate you for making it this far. We love comments. I wanted to get into, like, I was reading an article um, about, like, defensiveness in relationships. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty good article. But the thing that stood out to me in that article was... They talked about this concept called a conflict loop. And basically, a conflict loop is when you keep having conflict around either the same topic or the same type of thing, like over and over. And the reason why you guys don't overcome is because the, you know, you kind of, you guys kind of end up like tiring out of the conversation because one person comes aggressive and the other person ends up being defensive mm-hmm. so the article kind of goes into that um and i kind of wanted to like just just like explore that like i wanted to know like you know i think an important thing that he talked about in the article was that even in healthy relationships conflict conflict loops are normal because it's, it's the what starts a conflict loop is the way you start to initiate the conversation mm. um you know, they, they said if you start asking why or how or like making a person explain themselves immediately, it comes off. It, it it puts the conversation in a negative, like in a negative position. It puts somebody on their back foot type mm-hmm. type, uh, type beat. So I kind of want to ask you, like, have you ever experienced like um, dealing with conflict loops in relationships? Yeah, I, I have. I can relate to that. I don't I can't say like recently. Yeah, just in general. I guess. Because I even think about like with parents, I can imagine conflicts are probably common. Yeah, like I feel like with my with my parents, um, maybe even like sometimes my grandma. Um, there are certain points like growing pains for us, and I I, I could say especially with my parents that over uh, COVID. I was definitely growing through because all we had was time to think about ourselves, you know, think about our lives, think about the things we experienced. And 
I could say that, yeah, I think my dad and I in particular, we were in a bit of a conflict loop, me working out a lot of anger every time I'd come to him. Yeah. You know, it was me. It was how I was bringing the conversation up. Yeah. But then it would be how he would respond to. <laughs> and yeah. so it would just, until eventually one day we were able to stop responding and starting the conversation in that way. Yeah. And that was also through loss. Like loss really changed the temperament, I think, for both of us. Makes sense. You know, processing, processing the loss of my, my grandpa was, you know, him losing his dad, me losing my grandpa was opportunity to like not be mad and actually just be more grateful that we still have each other mm -hmm. so I've, yeah I have been in conflict loops I can relate to them but I I can say like I feel like I'm more conscious now and like I don't I will tell people I'm not going to ride this roller coaster with you yeah. so um, we can have a productive conversation and we can have a productive relationship or I'm going to get off this ride and yeah. you can ride it by yourself you know but um Sometimes that's like not fair too. Like sometimes people, well, not the conflict loop, but I guess sometimes you need to go move through the conflict. You can't move under it. You can't move around it. You can't set it aside. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, anyway, I don't know. I, think, I feel like I think I'm that I think that's um, I think I think that is important when it comes to because I don't think like again I don't think all conflict we're not talking about. When I speak of conflict, I'm not talking about petty things, you know. Or at least when I think of conflict personally, I don't think about. Well, I guess I think about both because they both happen. But I think the petty things are the things that where people kind of get lost in. Mm -hmm. Like, why didn't you take out the trash? Mm -hmm. You know, things like that. Like, those are things that are hard to work through because it's like. Mm -hmm. It's like a direct action, like you know, like and that, that's what you talked about too. Like with something like taking out the trash, instead of saying why didn't you take out the trash, you mm. you, you could be more like I feel like when you take out the trash, you don't you don't respect anything I'm saying type stuff, you know. Literally can't relate. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, like well, I feel I'm, I'm like not say, I'm not saying like no, no. I'm saying because I think being single, I I have not. I've had the opportunity of being by myself and avoiding conflict like relationships. Mm -hmm. I've like I feel like I've weeded out a lot of those. Mm -hmm. So. It's, uh, you know, I kind of think about like when I am in my next relationship, I'm sure maybe some of those things might come up. Mm -hmm. But I feel even with my mom, even with my I feel like things are different now the way that I communicate with them. Yeah. So do you think you can does it talk at all about like. I don't know. Um, I know you said that they're normal parts of relationships. Do they talk about like common really common points in yeah, common points within the relationship that you might see conflict loops because you're saying like small, small petty things. But for me, it was like deeper stuff with my dad. It was no. like the stuff we, you know what I mean? <clears throat> the point I was making was that when I think conflict, I'm thinking the deeper things. But I'm saying even the little things you can benefit from these conversations because, mm. like I said, the point that he the bring the point they bring in, the point they bring up is that when you kind of. Um, let me pull it up too. Like, they're basically talking about when you initiate the conversation, you started in a harsh way. You always do this. You never do this. Why do you do this? Why don't you do this? Like, those are harsh starts because you're, you're basically expressing a disappointment in the person. And you're blaming. 
Well, exactly. You're like not. So it's like that's what I'm saying. Like that's whether that be. I don't, I don't. I think even in the most healthy relationship, I've definitely hit, been hit with like, why aren't you married? Why don't you bring a girl over? You um. know, I've also been hit with like, you know, why didn't you go to college? You know, those are things like that's what I'm saying. Like, those aren't we don't see those as like conflicts because they're not what we usually do. We know we usually talk about, but those are common questions I've been dealt with before, mm-hmm. and it does turn into not like a I want like I'm not thinking an argument, but it's a conflict because like I had to explain to you why I didn't do it. Yeah, and you're trying to explain to me why I made maybe made a wrong decision in your eyes, and I feel mm-hmm. like in relation, I was just saying in in, in romantic relationship, it usually be something petty or be a little bit deeper, like. You know, why, you know, I asked you I wanted to go on a date last week and why didn't you take me on a date this week? You know, like stuff like that. Like, you know, and he's basically talking about like there's nothing wrong when we get to that when you have those conversations. But to truly repair, because they said healthy couples go through conflict and they repair mm-hmm. instead of letting it build up. Mm-hmm. They repair. So it's like it won't be there won't be loops or there won't be as many loops. There will be like repair being done. And he's saying that the key to that, to having that, to like have that that um to have criticism without defensiveness is how you go about the starting it up mm-hmm. which is like i feel you know like if my mom was like instead of my mom saying like asking me why i didn't go to college or something like that she's like i just feel i just feel like i'm worried about your future because you didn't go to college and like we have a conversation from there like that's a whole different conversation now mm-hmm. than like why didn't you go to college you yeah. know yeah yeah and that's what i'm saying like i don't think it's a that's what I said. It's not a quality of an unhealthy relationship. It's just usually like hmm. when people feel a way about something, instead of expressing maybe that's how they're feeling and they have like a concern or they have something that they want to know more about or they want something changed, mm. they immediately go into like, why didn't you already interrogation like, why do I have to, mode? Yeah, why do we? Why are we even here? Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's interrogation mode almost. Yeah, I I feel like that with my grandma sometimes because I know she wants like the best for me, but especially in my love life she really wants me to be with somebody that's going to treat me right yeah but the way she'd be asking me questions about my dating life i'd be like not inspired to talk about it you know what i mean and um that is a it's a conflict loop and then you know it it hits different when you ask like how is dating today you know, versus, you know, why are you not dating anybody right now? Exactly. You know? Or how come, how you, although she will say, have you been on any dates? But still it's like on me. Yeah. And that's the problem is like, if it came from a place of I'm, you know, I'm worried. Like you've been single for so long. You're such a good girl. Like you deserve to be happy and in love. And I'm worried that you're not prioritizing that you're working so hard. Like when do you have time to fall in love? Yeah. That would hit different. Yeah. So we do sometimes get in that conflict loop where I get defensive. Cause I make, I feel like she thinks there's something wrong with me when I don't think that she thinks that, but it's how I, it's how I take it. Yeah. And I could, this is very, this is like therapy right now. <laughs> Cause I'm working on trying to, you know, just improve that connection with my grandma. I don't want to be yeah. having conflict. So that, that was really very helpful. Actually that <laughs> the repair, the note of repair. Cause that was also what I was trying to get, get out with when I was saying like, you know, I don't want to ride this roller coaster. Mm-hmm. It's like, you want me to keep getting on this broken roller coaster with you. 
and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But if we fix this roller coaster and it's a fun ride, like this relationship is a fun ride. Yeah. You know, the the loop might be worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, that's the what's one that. loop the one on the ride. Loop, the one loop. <laughs> I don't need multiple loops. I mean, that's what's that. I don't know. For me, like, especially like. You know, I, I, I think about, especially because I think, I guess the key is like, hmm. I'm not trying to, we can't always put it, we can't pull it all on the other person, on the person who's doing it, who might do a hard startup. Because the, the, like, at the hmm. beginning of the article, he makes a good point, you know, um, let me see, criticism is basically, criticism is one of the four horsemen of a relationship. What are the four horsemen of a relationship? Uh, four horsemen of a, um... Like the four horsemen is basically like a, a, a reference to the Bible. The four horsemen is gonna basically mean like the demise. Mm. So like they're saying like criticism is one of those like things that like can like cause a relationship the to demise. fail. Mm-hmm. And another thing is defensiveness. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not one or the other. It's both. Mm-hmm. If every time you, if every time I get criticized, I'm always defensive. You're gonna always put the person saying something to you like one to maybe make them feel like they they can't say anything, which is not good either yeah and it's like so it's like i think that was the thing was like even when it comes to granted like i said we always got hold people accountable you know mm-hmm. and that's i think that's the key too especially to like growing and repairing a, health, a relationship is, is accountability but like i know like like when my like when my parents you know i don't feel like i always feel like the communication style is not to tell what, what works best for me but i also have to like be aware of that and when I deal with them to not get too like reserved mm-hmm. which it sucks but it ain't like goes back to like what's your goal like do you know do I want to be closer to my dad or do I, I want to be right yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah you know right or do I want to be stuck in my position and like I ain't gonna lie sometimes seasons of life I'm like nah I'm not I'm not fucking with somebody because this is the point I'm standing on mm-hmm. but then again like after after probably like a season or two I'm like my, my point softens because I'm like the bigger picture is like people are dying to, you yeah know? and and sometimes depending on what it is your the conflict is about sometimes it is important for the person to acknowledge you, you where you're right mm-hmm. and if they're not willing to do that then you know yeah the conflict continues <laughs> and yeah. sometimes me wanting to choose to be right is going to be more important if in the relationship you cannot you know acknowledge and affirm my truth yeah so I want to ask you something because I think about what you said about the about the one loop. Do you feel like relations are less forgiving nowadays? Um, um I don't know. I think it depends on the conflict. I don't know. What do you mean? Like, do you feel like people are quick to get out of a relationship and stick it in. Yeah. No. That's a great word. <laughs> stick it out. <laughs> um, no, I feel like I see plenty of people stay in relationships and even when it seems to me like a person wants to exit and they'll say they're going to exit but then the next thing you know they're getting right back in line for that roller coaster. Uh, I see. I see that all the time. I feel like I see that more than people pushing through and 
you know, pushing through for the sake of somebody that's really good for them and, and pushing through for the sake of they want to be good for themselves. Like, hmm. so I don't know. I don't think that relationships are less forgiving, but I do think people today are a little less forgiving with one another in general. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, I just ask because, especially when I think about like, when I think start thinking about Bumble and Tinder, I feel like, or even Instagram, like, I think the, the amount of options we have, mm-hmm. I feel like people are, have like a less of a tolerance for BS, which... I think it could That's also true. be a good thing, but I also feel like, I don't know, I feel like sometimes it'd be like, yeah, bruh, her nose, something about her nose, bruh, to cut her off. It's like, damn. <laughs> it's another girl with a better nose that showed oh. in my DMs. I think or, people are more selective. Yeah. Yeah. I do think people are more selective because we do have more options. And so it's easy to be like, yeah, if there's like some, just one little thing off, you can easily be like, no, I think I could find somebody that doesn't have the one thing that kind of gives me the ick but to, to end a relationship I do think people get the ick in relationships a lot more also yeah so I don't know how to answer this question it's hard like yeah I'm not saying I'm just I'm just more talking about from your perspective because I only ask because like from my perspective I, I know a lot of people who like I don't have very many people who've dated people for a long time in my friend like in my friend really group. yeah I have a friends who like are serial daters like serial daters like serial daters when you say what do you mean by serial daters i mean like they're dating a new person frequently what is frequently though is that like every week every every three weeks every month or like how long are they in these relationships if i quantified it i would say that they're probably talking to a new person like i'll say like this they probably talk to over 20 people in a year in a year? I think that's, I think that's, maybe, maybe less, maybe like 10. But like, I think, I feel like I've, I feel like I sat and thought about, thought about how many people, like I, the people that I know who, I see them with a new person. I'm like, damn. <laughs> the whole person. <laughs> I don't understand. And they're using titles? You talking about calling them a girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Nah, not that. No. Oh, okay. They're just serial. Uh, I don't know. I guess that's dating. my life. That's been my life, but not that yeah. many people, like. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Um, but I'm talking about like, I guess I'm more talking about the reasoning. Like, it don't be like, we're not compatible. It'd be more like, I didn't like that. It's like, I'm out. And it's like, well, shit. Like, what are you looking for? I think there are a lot of people out here who don't know what they're looking for. And mm-hmm. that's why they do that kind of stuff. That's what God. So, because there's so many more options, I think it's easier to be in the place of, I don't know what it is I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I think one moment you can think you really want one thing and then the next moment you see something else and you're like, wait, those who don't know what they want. Yeah. I know what I want. So I know what I'm looking for. You know what I mean? But that's like dating. It took, took getting out there. So, yeah, you know, I think that there's a place for it. I, yeah. I don't think that it's a, it's a bad thing to be more selective or, you know, but maybe I'm speaking selfishly. Um, I'm just thinking about, I, I don't know. I was thinking about, cause like I think about, I know. I, I guess for me, especially when I think about date, like dating, I think like I don't take a lot of people on dates if something's already off, you know. And I th- maybe because Tinder's a little bit different, but like I've never like sat down with dinner with somebody that I didn't like Feel have attracted an interest to. in. Yeah, have an interest in for the most part. Like, don't get me wrong. It's been times where you have interest in somebody and you like you realize like okay after a couple of days like you know what it's not gonna work, and that makes sense. 
but I'm talking about like people where it's like you know what I'm saying like you know like you kind of like especially when I think of like I, I only, only thing I can use is like Tinder because I, I feel like people understand that the most where you're like this person's hella cool on the, on the DMs and then you meet them and they're not this person that you met so you're like ah oh, trash and like now you're like looking for the next person like that to me just boggles my mind because maybe I also think I always met people in person where it's like we vibe that one day like mm-hmm. can I get your number and there's like a little chit chat over conversation mm-hmm. maybe we'll go get coffee or something like that or maybe do something light like and we'll go to the park and then fill it out and like okay then I'm gonna take you on a date and start dating you like at least that's my process like it's usually like introduction and then it's like you know kind of like the little you know the filler trying to get like the whatever and then it's like you know depending on how the how that conversation goes we'll probably go straight to a date or usually be like uh, let me go see what they like in person I mean let's go on a, let's go on a group activity and I'm gonna invite you to the group activity and see how that goes and then like but not, but I guess that's probably why in my head when I'm thinking like that I'm like doing that 10 times a year it's crazy what? Not crazy, but like that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> well, welcome to the life of a single person. Like I don't yeah. know what to tell you because that's what it is. I mean, unless and that's if you're really out there trying to meet somebody. Yeah. For me, I, I don't know. I haven't been on dating apps in years. Yeah. So I. <laughs> that is so funny that you think that sounds exhausting. It does. Cause, dating exhausting. <laughs> uh, going on a date is like. I don't know. That's like going to meet somebody for coffee. I feel like you can't count those. Yeah. You got to meet people. And the other thing is you don't know who a real person is until you've been on a series of dates. Yeah. Yeah. So going on 10 dates in a year, I think that just means somebody is, you know, open minded. I know you're not asking me what my thoughts are yeah. on that, but I'm not saying like, I guess I'm not saying like 10 dates. Like I'm talking about like you've been like, if we're talking about like, when I think of what's it like an average time period I imagine you dating somebody's like at least in my average time period is like three months okay there's only four months like if I'm if I'm dating for somebody for like three months that means, that means there's some crossover there if you're dating ten people yeah if we don't have a title and oh, you're man. not talking about making things um what's the word I'm looking for um official it's not just official, but yeah, if you if you're not talking about making things just us two, how would I know I shouldn't be going on another date? How do I know you're uh, not going on another date? It's like that makes sense. If we're not exclusive, that's the word. If you're not yeah. talking about exclusivity, then like yeah, if there's overlap and your feelings are hurt, that's your own fault. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not, not hurt you, about no, not yeah, you, but th- that's coming from like but if I, guess, I was in that position. But like, that's what I'm talking about. Like where it's tiring because like that the focus three months right there already is enough. But like imagine like. I'm over a lot. Like, I don't know. Granted, also, you don't got to pay for dates. I mean, yeah. you probably paid for dates before, but, like, I think about all that money, too. <laughs> That's a lot of money to be dating around. Well, I we live I, in a world where women don't make as much as men, so yeah. I don't feel bad about that at all. No, I'm just saying, I'm just talking but, about, I'm talking about, like, from a productivity standpoint, like, $100 a date, three or four days, $300 a person, 10 times. That's, like, $3,000. I guess it's a worthy investment if you find the one that you're looking for. Fuck. If you don't, <laughs> if you don't, like damn. Bro, if you're spending a hundred dollars on a date and you don't have a like that, then you shouldn't you shouldn't be doing that. But at the same time, I don't know. I have tried to get to know people for about three months, and by the end of the three months, not been convinced that it was the person for me. Yeah, I'm and, not wrong with that. 
I was saying like four times. Like yeah, but four, what I'm saying is, yeah. ain't nothing wrong with that for me. But the other person felt exactly like you. Oh, all the, these three months put uh, in. No, but we haven't. I'm over here and like we haven't talked about exclusivity. We haven't. Oh, but you might have spent some money on these dates. And sure, I'll send you some money for this last one that you took me on. Yeah. But nah, see, you're not that's entitled. Wild. That's wild. I'm you not, know, I'm not. I'm not conflating with that. That's like entitlement. I'm not saying that because I dated somebody for three months, it should turn into something. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just more. But what if, what if, what if you dated for three months, it didn't turn into anything, and that person let you know, and you started the game. dating. They started dating somebody else. Charges to the game. You're not with them. Yeah. That's me. Now. Now it'd be different if like we were exclusive for a year, we break up, well, and next yeah. month you with somebody. I'd be like. Damn, oh man, that's dagger to the heart. That's, yeah. like, that's brutal. Really, that's, that's different. Like, dang, fucking, it's like we were dating. You know, we saw each other maybe other three months. We saw each other like five times, and now like you're feeling some type of way. Like, bro, get get over it. Unless unless you was talking that crazy stuff. You were talking that crazy stuff. Some some dudes would be like, or some even some girls would be like, ain't nobody but you. Like, I really rock with you. They, at the end, it's like I don't really rock with you. I thought I was feeling uh, it, wasn't feeling I, it. You know, I'm, and I'm sorry. <laughs> then it's kind of like he he gets a little bit of a pass because like, damn, bro, you so be a dream. <laughs> but if you didn't get his little dream and you was just like hiring your own supply, no, nah, bro, you tweak it. So, well, that's my. I was just I don't know. Just I'm just thinking, I'm just, thinking about know. the math. I was just thinking about the maths of it. Like, yeah, no, I Jesus, you know, a little triggered over here. So, <laughs> <laughs> for real, cause, I mean, I don't know. Like, granted, like I, you know, I took it back. Let me think. Cause I was casually dating. Nah, hell no. I was a, I was a terrible casual dater. <laughs> I was like that was like the see. They know what I was a casual dater that you're talking about where I dated somebody, and after I'm like oh, I'm not necessarily working out. I was like what the fuck? What you mean wasn't working out much? It's just not. It wasn't what we we're looking for. But you know what? I've been I've been that person too. That's been like, what do you mean? Who's <laughs> convinced themselves yeah. entirely that this last three months we were talking, even though it's only been two dates we've been on hmm. that and even though you're ghosting me occasionally here and there but then coming back around that that three months still meant something yeah. i've also been delusional so let me ask you like do you do you feel like maybe it's the the fact that it was exclusive that changes the tone of it no 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 i don't because i mean i think it will yeah for me logically right now yes but back then no like back then it was everything it was all about like one, my level of maturity, and this was like undergrad, like feeling very just insecure about myself and wanting so desperately to be in a relationship. So, you know, just convincing yourself that once you meet somebody and they're into you, that that's enough. That's an, you know, that's enough. Like, okay, so we're here, but like, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no, that nigga's probably out on another date, girl. Yeah. He is not really serious about you. I don't put that energy on everybody. It's not on everybody, but I'm just saying, like, when you're younger, yeah. it's easy to convince yourself that something is more than it is if you, you know, really want something bad enough, especially when it comes to dating, you want to be in a relationship bad enough. Loneliness will have you thinking all kinds of crazy if you're not, if you're not careful. Yeah. I think, I, you know what? I, you know what I was thinking about? I was thinking, I was writing in my journal about loneliness yesterday. I feel like. This is this is again. This is my. This is how I'm feeling. I was writing my journal freely. I was writing about loneliness. I said, "Cause think about the times that I ever felt lonely. I only feel lonely, like when I had like am dating somebody or with somebody, 
Because I feel like when I'm by myself, the fact that I know that I'm by myself, there's no lonely feeling. Mm-hmm. I feel like the lonely feeling comes from like I'm with somebody or like dating mm-hmm. somebody and it's not being reciprocated. Then I'm like, damn, I feel lonely as shit. Because like, Know what I'm saying the person I'm fucking with, I'm fucking with. <laughs> or I feel that way. And granted, you know you yeah. you're gonna go through those those seasons of like feeling that way, even though it's not true, or figuring out if it's true or not. But yeah, I, that that lonely feeling would have you have you on some crackhead shit for real. Cause like I remember like messing with a girl and like her kind of not taking the situation serious, but I'm taking it serious, and not even serious like like she's a serious candidate, but taking it serious like. I'm fucking with you. I'm putting effort forward and this and that, whatever. And really feeling like, damn, like, you know, you feel lonely, so you try to do more. Mm-hmm. Like, you're trying to see that person more often, and it comes off not the A way that you try to... Not, it's, it's coming off kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, man, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, been on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> been on both sides. Yeah. I'm but, glad to be on the other side now, though, about... You know, dealing with those sort of emotions because it's hard when you feel so strongly for somebody and you want so badly to be in a relationship, but you can't convince yourself of a relationship with somebody who's oh, like just clearly not there for you. Yeah. You shouldn't do that to yourself. No, if anybody can relate to that. Yeah, shout shout out to those people. Shout out to growth. <laughs> yeah, shout out to growth too. That part. That's one thing I will say. Hmm. At least this, I can only speak for my life because I'm that nigga. I know there's a couple people who it's probably people there's a couple people who've dropped the ball and they've come they've come back. And I just I just wanna say like I'm glad y'all realized y'all dropped the ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You know, just you know. Cause you had me going for a little bit like damn, maybe I am trash. And you come back around like, oh, like, oh yeah, that's what I thought. Like I'm I'm not delusional. <laughs> I am a value. <laughs> you realize when you went out there that it's raggedy out there. <laughs> You thought you had a hoopty. It was just, you know, a fixer-upper. <laughs> this has value if you repair it. The one that you had has no value. It's a lemon. Mm, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's giving. It's giving lemon vibes. Ooh. Ooh, like a pretty Maserati with a broken engine. You feel me? Or, you know, what, what did uh, Kevin Sanders just say? Um, a total McLaren. What's that? A McLaren? It's like a, it's like a, like a Lamborghini. Oh. Like, so, like, a total Lamborghini. Oh. I don't know what that is. A Lamborghini? I know what a Lamborghini is, but... McLaren is another brand car like that, but he said total because it's, like, obviously looks nice, you know, everything, but the value's not... <laughs> the value's gone. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. The value's gone. gone. It's all smashed up. <laughs> yeah. That's a better metaphor. I like that yeah. a lot more. I kind of like the fixer-up because, like, you know, a house is like, oh, man. Hell of a house got holes in the wall, you know... The last person who was there didn't take care of it. The last person who was there didn't take care of it. Beat it up. Now here I come. Fixing it up. Fixing it up. Now it's the dream home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you're not going to walk straight into your dream home. Sometimes it takes a little, puts, takes a little bit of you know, legwork well, to like, build it. Also in real life, if you don't walk into your dream home, you need to make a lot more money. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that. <laughs> Like you, if you wanna walk to the dream home, dream home's cost. What you what you paying? <laughs> I don't want to pay much. I'm I'm I'm, I'm cool with a fixer upper. <laughs> not not like that. No disrespect. <laughs> I'm 
I'm cool. You know, I'm cool with a mid-sized house. You know, I don't need I don't need the five bedrooms. I'm cool with the two bedroom, one bath. Okay, good, yeah. good average size family home. Yeah, and then we'll grow to the you know we'll grow to the bigger homes. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Are you yeah. To- I'm getting lost in the metaphor here. No. No, I'm like with you, and then I'm lost. What are you lost about? Uh, the metaphor. Oh, the metaphor of a house. Yeah, I'm like. Where, where where are we going with this? I was just I was just more saying like you know, I was just talking about like, you saw, you know, you saw what was perceived value. Mm-hmm. The house is beat up. Mm-hmm. You know what not. Mm-hmm. You're like you know what. The house is in a bad neighborhood. The last tenant didn't care for it. You know, I don't want to put the work in. I don't think it's value in putting the work in. Mm-hmm. So you pass in the house. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else comes to buy the house. And then, you know, they build it up. And now they come back around like, oh, look, it's a nice house. Mm-hmm. Remember that house we passed up on? That's like, true. And they try to come back around. And it's like, nah, it's too late. The house already sold. <laughs> <laughs> not, you're not selling the house. That's you? Are you the yeah, house? I'm the house. That was the metaphor. I'm the house plot twist yeah okay now now the perspective the, the people who are trying to buy the house are like is the house still for sale can i rent no i feel like i dropped the ball a lot myself in undergrad so i haven't had a lot of like people coming back around to me recently but i do know people who've dropped the ball in terms of me and i feel like you know whether they come back or not i don't give a fuck but um you know, I hope who they're with is a good choice for them. Yeah. Because they saved me a lot of time. I saved me a lot of time. They did. <laughs> <laughs> She's time and energy. Yeah. Precious time. My time and energy is valuable. Yeah. And it took dating a lot of frogs to figure that out. Oh. So. Not the frogs. Not, you know, just just going on enough dates with frogs where you're just like, yeah. why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> <laughs> that was a podcast I'm listening to uh, called uh, um, "The Business of Hype," and I'll leave it on this. Okay. Because I only bring it up because it was it was funny the way he said it. He was talking about like they're basically just talking about comparing people to planets. <laughs> he was talking about like after uh, they're talking about like if if fashion in fashion uh, Kanye West was the was the Big Bang, mm-hmm. and that's where like the Virgils and everybody came from. He was talking about like how it was a bunch of bunch of things, like, a bunch of like planets that came out that were dope. He said, but it was also a bunch of, you know, Plutos out there. <laughs> like, we thought that was a planet, but it's not a planet. <laughs> that's not a planet. <laughs> He's like, you can't terraform that. And that's what I thought about when you say that. Like, it was a bunch of frogs. Like, I thought about the planet thing. Like, it's like, look like a planet. And you get there, like, oh, that's not a planet. Yeah. That's just a rock. <laughs> that is just a big rock. <laughs> Floating around in space. <laughs> Funny. But anyways. Anyway. Well, guys, appreciate you guys for joining us another episode of the Special Friends Podcast. Um, as always, you know, we appreciate you guys. Yeah. Again, if you guys made this far, you guys are real ones. The realist. Do me a favor. Like the video. If you're watching on YouTube, comment and subscribe. Also, if you're listening to the audio version, do me a favor and rate the video five stars. It helps out a lot. If you haven't done it, please do either on Spotify or on Apple helps helps let people know that we're the real deal yeah we're the real deal around here yeah yeah anything else you want to say hope folks listening have a lovely week that's all (laughs)
Whenever you're dropping in and listening. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank you for listening too. Peace. Peace.